Welcome to another episode of the Splitting Airs Podcast, presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. In this episode, the B-Team discusses all things pertaining to the National Championship game. Splitting Airs Podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place, Cottonwood Coffee, and are also sponsored by Dakota Iron Equipment, Shenanigans Pub, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Here's your host, Ben and Brendan. What's up, everybody? We got Ben and Chad here, the B Team Podcast, uh, the Splitting Hairs Podcast, put on by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Uh, Brennan's dealing with some work stuff. He'll be with us shortly. Um, we're, as always, presented by Drake's Place up in Baldo, South Dakota, uh, your one stop shop for all your convenience store needs and any food needs you got while you're in the area. Um, then also Cottonwood Coffee in, uh, and Bistro in Brookings, South Dakota. Um, stop by for some good breakfast there, really good coffee. Um, you can find their coffee in select Walmart, I believe in Minnesota, and you can order coffee online using the discount code, or you can get a discount of 10% using the code JI22. Woo. So well done, yeah. sir. We, How you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? Uh, you know, still riding that high a little bit, I'd say. Dude, I am too. And it's like, how many days has it been since the championship? Like, well, I mean, no one's counting, are they? It's like it's just we're we're <laughs> champions right now. Let's not. Yeah, I mean, it's just... so it's been nine days since the championship, which for me has been a whirlwind. Uh, for me those too. that for those that don't know, I flew directly from Dallas to Orlando on Sunday night after the game, um, which I mean didn't suck to start a vacation after a vacation, but. Um, yeah, I was in, in Florida for the last week um, and then just got back on Sunday. Um, I'm just kind of getting back into the swing of things here. But yeah, I mean, I, even, you know, people that uh, people that don't really care about SDSU much are still like asking about the game and talking about it. I mean, there's just this buzz. And like you mentioned, you seem to see a lot more blue around lately. Like people are kind of getting yep. into the spirit. I think it's great, man. Um yeah, basking in the afterglow, perhaps, is how I should say that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I was kind of wondering when you were going to come pick up your truck, but, you know, didn't have to <laughs> wonder when I was in the middle of a podcast with Coach Stig, and I'm like, Ben's calling. I wonder if it's something important. Let me hop off. Yeah. <laughs> and, if... you're like, and you're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know. I was I was on a plane, and then I was watching that stupid Vikings game, so. Um, Speak. Speaking of that podcast, did you get a chance to watch it yet? I did. And if anybody else hasn't watched the A-Team podcast from uh, this Sunday evening with Coach Stig, go watch it. Um, as we we'll all know, off for it. Coach Stig is an absolute legend. Um, he was so down to earth, so open and honest, and just was, I mean, that, that interview was great to see. Like, you don't, he's usually... I mean, he's usually open and honest, but like he was very like personal. That interview was like he was uh, he opened himself emotionally. Um, He even got emotional a few times. And so that was really cool to see that he was um, willing to do that with us. So we we thank you. Thank Coach Stig and want everybody to go check that out because that was an awesome, awesome interview. And I I would recommend watching the video because uh, it's it's a little I mean, you get more of the emotion when you see him getting choked up on the video. 
Um, and also you get to see him <laughs> walk around his house looking for a phone <laughs> charger, which was just... Did you did you catch us like Blair Witch with Coach Thing? And yes. I, he that went over his head. I'm pretty yeah. sure, but that's okay. Which was just <laughs> so funny to watch, and it's just so him. Like he doesn't he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, just come along with me while I find my phone charger. <laughs> no, we were we were a little bit late on that pod, and I hope no one gets mad about this. Matt, forgive me if it, we were a little bit late, and we we're concerned Stig didn't have the right details. Yeah, uh, you know, mm. at his fingertips. So. I was like, Matt, do you want me to send him an email? So, yeah, I did that. Well, then yesterday I get an email like, did we talk about this? In response <laughs> to my stream yard email that, oh, that yeah. you always get. And I'm like, oh, so sorry, coach. Like, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> we just making sure you got the the info. But, I mean, he's so genuine. And, and that was my point with that. Like, mm. and like you were talking about the, the emotionality of it, like, yeah, I mean he he was pretty stoic in interviews afterwards. That is mm-hmm. I mean he's he's always been really matter of fact and he still was, but like you know he him choking up was getting us. Like it got dusty in this room here, no lie. Oh, yeah. And uh I mean if it you don't it, it meant a lot to him. Like this whole the whole just the culmination of the championship, the way it happened against NDSU, I mean, and, and with the fan support we had there, um, it, it just, it, you can see how much that meant to him and how much he looks back and thinks about how he built it. Um, it it's just so cool to see him be able to see that all come to fruition. Um, and I mean, you talk about, you know, tears, like I, I haven't, I haven't had that many tears over like the course of i don't know that that whole day like i haven't had that many tears in a long time that i just kept like it was overwhelmingly emotional um just to like and i'm not i'm not a former player i'm not you know former coach or anything or whatever but just being a part of it it was just a very very cool thing hey brendan Hey, what's up, guys? Glad I could Welcome, make it. Welcome, sir. I, I, I yeah. believe you've been listening in the background here to chime in. Yeah, a little bit. Um, sorry I'm late, everybody. I got a work dispatch that didn't get dispatched until right when the show started, so that's fun. Um, that was it, it was just phenomenal seeing Stig. And I, it, one of my favorite parts, besides getting to see you guys talk with Stig and you know, just seeing Stig be himself and how he always is, is the amount of people that I had that were non-SDSU fans that watched and were like, oh man, dude, this guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. And th- them getting a chance to see um, who Coach is and, and how he is, I think that is the coolest part for me for, for that to be able to be shared a little bit in a different manner. Because like you guys said, when he's at a press conference, he's himself and everything, but it, it was just a lot, lot more personal with the way you mm-hmm. guys did it. It was phenomenal. Yep, I agree. Um, we should go back to Jordan Fink's comment. I that was a very yeah, good point. That's a good one. Um, my confidence prior to the game was accurate. Hats off to me. Uh, thanks, good Jordan. On you, buddy. There you go. <laughs> Don't toot your own horn much. Yeah. Hey, well, it was up hand. there, but let's put it back up there. I just, I just had to uh, mention that and the fact that I officially won the picks bet that we had um i did i, I purchased i i thought I sh- should have thought of it last week uh, but i didn't i thought of it today i purchased the oh, headphones that brendan will it. be wearing cancel next it. next year no Can- no i'm serious Why? cancel it because my sister has a set because she does 
Twitch streaming oh, stuff. So I think, I think for what was. Ben spent on them, you get to wear These are going to be worth it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, it's not that I lost, you know. it's it, it, and, and I'm not saying it wasn't worth it at all. It's totally worth it. I I'll, I would have worn them to the game if that ensured we won. <laughs> Uh, I I would have I would have dressed in some really weird shit if that meant we would win, <laughs> like a bunny but, suit. Like no, weirder than that. I don't think a bunny suit was that weird. It was awesome. Uh, that was, it was amazing. Awesome, yeah, it got me on TV. I guess uh, it's uh, no, uh, it's upsetting that I lose by one, and <laughs> for sure two well, of two. them. I went yeah two. At minimum, it would have been tied if I didn't if I didn't keep the mojo going to pick him, uh, picking the points against this. However, which leads us into a good point. Holy it shit. Worked. Were we dominant this playoffs? Oh my God. Like you look right. back and Dallas looked back and I had looked back like right after the run. And it was, uh, it, it's, it's jaw dropping. The average margin of victory was 24 points. And considering that Holy cross was like the closest game at 21. That's insane. That's over three possessions average yeah. margin of victory. That's in that's a four possession game on average. That's not just winning. That is dominating the whole way through. This squad tore it up. But uh-huh. wasn't this the same offense people were saying couldn't put up much numbers about mid-season? Right. Right. Like right. Which and we're uh, like, well, it's because we don't have to. Like well, it wasn't that we didn't have to. It was the Tucker Craft effect, honestly. That no, and the Iowa game, you know, that Iowa game went viral because that the offenses were so dismal that game. And, you know, um, and Dallas has been great at being on point on this all year about how good Lujan was. And But we do forget that was his first game being an OC. That was, and, the, and you're pinned back all game. And Mark's first game back, facing live bullets like there was a lot and then you lose tucker who if you look at the numbers is a 10 point swing for our offense part of that is obviously i would contribute as well to the 605 hogs just becoming not just a good unit but a dominant unit but that made a huge difference you don't have that so the first part of the year i think there was some learning that we didn't even notice because i mean we're still scoring 30 points a game it's not Mm -hmm. like nothing but Man, it is really impressive how good that offense got at the end of the year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, yeah, looking back at the the playoff scores, it was a dominant run. Having said that, I will that Holy Cross game is way too fresh to think about that we were really right. dominant. It wasn't like, a dominant win. It was that whole as dominant as the score. Right? Early fourth I mean, quarter in that game, I was uh, puckered up pretty good there for a bit because <laughs> well, it was. It was a little touch and go, but if you think about it, yeah, those stupid headphones. God, this would be awful. And and you get and you get to pick the background too. I'm not gonna tell you what I was gonna pick for your background because I don't need to give you ideas or ammunition. Which not only there's always the next year too, right? I'm holding it for next year. And the the other bitter pills, I absolutely hammered you in the regular season. The headphones, yeah, you, you really screwed the pooch in the playoffs. Uh, the headphones might even be good enough. I might even just no background, just headphones because they're that well, good, or maybe you, just a white background you, to really accentuate the headphones. You are, you are making that choice. I want. Can you to find Hello for Kitty next year? Wallpaper. I will something? be picking the background. 
<laughs> he can find whatever he wants. I don't give a damn. Well, I'll do it. Um, but <laughs> uh, we are of men story. of our bets, as per what happened with Matt asking Coach about the favorite podcaster of SDSU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man, the legend running on the field in the psycho bunny costume was phenomenal. It was that 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 would be incredible. Um yeah, do do we want to talk just about the whole weekend, like leading up? Yeah, to let's it? talk. That was it. incredible. Let's do it. it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I got down there a day before you guys, and you know that was your loss. I mean, guess sucks to suck, but you guys probably had <laughs> you guys had more gas in the tank after the after the game than I did, so maybe that was my mistake. <laughs> well, I wasn't going <laughs> to Disney World, so yeah. How's your knee there, Hopalong? You know, uh, about two weeks after, it's feeling not too bad, but it's still not. Have you safe. went in? Still not stable. No, I haven't gone in. Go to a doctor. Do that, dude. I just got back on Sunday, and I was sick yesterday, and then and then I worked today. So I'll get. They have a clinic in Del Rapids. Anyway, yeah. For those people that saw me in a knee brace, I messed up my knee right before the trip, so that was fun. Um. Anyway, lots of comments rolling in. Trying to trying to keep uh, up while we talk about other things, guys. Sorry. We we found the local. Um. I I had I had a lot of fun meet. You know, the most humbling thing about this whole weekend, and Dallas touched on it, was the amount of people that came up to us and were like, hey, I love the show. Um, parents, fans, everybody, I apologize. I sincerely apologize if it seemed like, especially at the tailgate, like I didn't talk long. I would have loved to talk forever. There was so many people that like, you got to talk to this guy. You got to go over here. You got to do that. Like it was such a whirlwind of everything. And I don't have a great attention span as it is. So. I sincerely apologize if I didn't talk as long as I would have liked to. I know I didn't even get to see people we usually kick it with at the tailgate that much, like the Amex, mm-hmm. who we usually talk to for a while. Um, but that whole weekend. Yeah. And shout out, um, and I apologize. I'm also bad at names. The couple that met me <laughs> at the local and his wife who chewed me out for swearing. Oh um, yeah. That was that's great. Right. God bless you. That was the highlight. <laughs> I of wonder weekend. if that's like Jennifer Hoffman that like gets on your no. case a little bit online. Maybe. I don't I don't remember. I, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, she was finger oh. pointing you and I thought that oh, was Oh yeah, funny. she was she was in my business, man. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what about and, me?" And she's like, well, "You don't swear." And I'm like, oh, "On the podcast." <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You know, uh and, and I appreciate it. I get it. I understand. But also, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna be myself too. So, um, what? I, apologize. And Rob's wife got robbed. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he lost she, his wallet. Sorry. She man. she left her purse, and then somebody took the cash from it before he went and got it. Yeah. Wow. With all SDSU fans there, for the most part, that's pretty. That's pretty sad, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? It could have been a lo- the wor- a worker at the local. Who knows? But. I mean, the local was great. There wasn't that many workers. Well, and here's the thing I do want to say on that, because, you know, obviously they struggled. Um, That place was a blast. It was a lot of fun. They were were totally unprepared for what was happening. And, you know, we got to remember, because a lot of people are like, well, NDSU is down here all the time, so why aren't they ready? Well, the bars that were reaching out to us weren't the bars that are used to having NDSU fans there. It was the bars like hey and i i'm damn sure the local was thinking maybe we grab 100 200 extra fans right i don't think they expected 1500 to 2000 to swarm the place and 
that it, i mean it was really cool outside of the wait for the the beer and then drinking i think the drinking and out a whole liquor store plus the bar dry is a badge of honor that's freaking cool oh, multiple liquor stores they multiple went on like five stores. or six runs i was told by their workers <laughs> they couldn't get beer fast enough and you yeah. think you'd work with your distributor a little better like right. the next well, day was it was a friday you could probably think you'd have a relationship with a guy and be like hey we need a full i don't know and to be truck to be fair though like they so yeah. the <laughs> the crowd there friday night was pretty big but the yeah, crowd smaller. there, the crowd Saturday. there Saturday night was <laughs> unreal. Yeah, that if, place it, was absolutely packed. And if you missed out, that might be one of the biggest bars I've ever been to outside of Las Vegas. And it's it cool did night. just open, as Jim yeah. pointed out. They're they're yeah. huge. I think so, if we're gonna do that next year when we go down there, because knock on wood, yeah. we're going back. We'll have to probably arrange something with them because they declared themselves the official we didn't yeah. do that nobody else yeah. did they just yeah. said hey we're the official bar for jackrabbit fans hoping they'd get like you said a couple hundred people maybe yeah yeah they, they got a little more than that they didn't know it was coming for yeah. them um yeah i'm sure next year next time we should we should coordinate with them a bit we can we can make sure they're ready and and when i was down there i stayed with the rev and so he he got us to a spot that it, if if we make it down there, whenever we go next, um, assuming we are fortunate enough to go another time, which I got to have a lot of faith in, um, go to Perry's on, I think we went on Friday for the pork chop in the afternoon. You got to get yeah. a reservation. That was unbelievable. That big and, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was that thick and the most tender and and I've never had a pork chop that was that good. It was better than steak, I'll be honest. And I love Housen's mistake. That was incredible. So if anybody's going next time, make sure you get a reservation there and grab one. Friday afternoon, yep. it's a lunch special deal. And actually, that was a small one. It was the size of my face. But yeah, it was that was incredible. I cannot recommend going there enough. That was amazing. So did anybody comment on the wicked singing here? I think I yeah, somebody here. commented on yeah. the karaoke. Can we talk about that a little bit? I, it happened. Sam Sam Herder did me dirty, and <laughs> so you know how you do karaoke and you got the stuff you sing, and then you got the stuff where you're drunk enough, and then somebody comes up to you and is like, "Hey." let's do Backstreet Boys. And you're like, okay, <laughs> who cares? It's just people and it's not a big deal. Well, Sam Herter's there and he puts it on his goddamn Twitter. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. And, he, and everybody was up there with their cameras. You're all, all of you. You're just a bunch of weenies. Every one Sam, of you. Sam Herter's I mean, got a bit of a reach. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think God. we get stopped? How about poor Sam Herter? <laughs> oh yeah, he was swarmed all night, but he hung out. With he's the a best, lot. by the way. Yeah, like, awesome. he's so cool. Yeah, just he's like, really fun to hang out with. He ended up uh, hitching a ride with us. Was it that second night? The second night he hitched a ride with us to the next bar. We went to Brothers Bar there oh you were that there. was fun too yeah that was a lot of fun there met up with the hair raisers that was a blast and the fcs fan nation guys i tried shoving a bunch of jaeger down kyler's throat and he only drank two because he's soft <laughs> <laughs> he 
He was just saying nobody was trying to get him to drink all weekend on the podcast that they had. He well, Jamie saying, jumped in and was like, Brendan was doing his damnedest to get you. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, by the way, speaking of the FCS, or not, it's Fans Nation guys now. By the way, yeah, well, no, they're no, they're still they're FCS Fans, fans Nation. Nation. Oh yeah, it's the, the, YouTube, fans YouTube. Is, the YouTube is Fans Nation. All right, so the FCS Fans Nation podcast guys, so they get their Airbnb. I think we need to do an Airbnb if we go again next year, like a Ji Airbnb. If, if it's got a massage chair, I'm down. <laughs> I heard that good. massage chair was <laughs> like on point. I'm just saying, uh, Ariel and I have I've done some research recently, and that might happen. They're, they're very. You're gonna purchase I one. Someone that I has genuinely one. might. They're Dude, they're so nice. Dollars. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. but also, I get a massage at home for free after I've paid for it. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, and anyway. well, that's the whole thing. I'll tell you guys later. But <laughs> you don't need to hear that out. But anyway, um, so uh other than the local the other before sunday event was the pep rally which mm. didn't didn't go over real well i'm sure there's a lot of angry people about it uh i will say that i feel like the venue screwed up more than the alumni association did absolutely um the venue bit off more than they could chew their planning was terrible um and i'm sure the alumni association was just banking on them being able to handle it um and I just... think it's completely on the venue. I think they yeah. purposefully profit took. They knew they had oversold it. They didn't care. Yeah, they and then they were... they were only going to get us for one year. They told, I'm sure they told the alumni association, if you can guarantee this many people, will handle the whole thing. Won't be any cost to you. And yeah, yeah completely unprepared isn't is an understatement. They and then they they decided to sell even more tickets and just put tables yeah. and then put tables outside like here this will fix it. It's like no, you, that it was actually a, a safety hazard in that place. But it was um, absolutely did not meet any kind of fire code. However, tent. I like. I, I bounced for the bar right away about half that, a few line. It was probably a good idea. I will say that the payoff was when the pride showed up and played uh in the dark under the lights of like their buses that, that was, cool. was awesome like i'm gonna contact the alumni association and be like here's the deal need to do it better next year but don't get rid of the pride showing up and playing because that was like that was really really cool I was just thinking the whole time about you on a bum knee slammed in all those people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was just hobbling around. Through them. That's a tough day. <laughs> I think there should be a lawsuit over it, to be completely honest. Somebody should go after them because they purposefully oversold the venue. Um, like yeah. Ariel's saying, you know, they were selling tickets at the door. They knew it was already old, sold out. My, my cousin, mm -hmm. I had kind of convinced him down at the local that it was a good deal. So he said, yeah, 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 I'll do it. You know, well, he bought tickets that next day and they were $62 a piece. Him and his wife were only able to get a beer a piece. For, well, yeah, know, and they upped the each. price. Right. They, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was 55 yeah. and they upped it to 60. Yeah, I don't. Hey, the amazing, great KP Marshall. It was great to meet you too, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It was good to see you guys. It was fun to see. Uh, I, yeah, we saw so many people. Uh, if you guys are wondering, that's Kevin Marshall uh, from FCS Nation. 
uh, the radio show. I believe he's on in Yankton Station uh, and in the Brooking Station as well, if I remember correctly. Him and Stone Labanowitz, who, by the way, you should listen to Stone's uh, interview with Mark Gronowski. That's uh, pretty inc- pretty good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great meeting those guys. I mean, we met the, the triumvirate guys. We met you couldn't throw a i ran into uh, jeff colpacks the blue buds guy yeah yeah i ran into jeff colpack and he told me about uh the forum moving in as sioux falls live which matt zimmer is now a part of um i didn't he didn't tell me that part and i didn't think to bring it up at the time but it kind of made sense um so now that matt who is a friend of the pod is with sioux falls live um that Forum's coming here to, and I I heard they were supposed they're planning to give us the similar coverage that McFeely and those guys give to that team up north, which would be phenomenal. Um, yeah, looking I mean, don't leave to us, but that'd be a cool deal for everybody involved. I was I was kind of surprised at how short Stone was. Honestly, I just thought he was a bigger dude than that, and I mean, mm-hmm. it was awesome to talk to. I didn't get to talk to him too much, but. Uh, I, I expected him to be right around that six foot mark, and it was he was just a little shorter than that, I guess. So, but, well, it's one of those things you stop guys stop playing and stop working out like crazy, and you, you lose a lot of mass. That makes a little difference. Oh no, there. no, I'm not being critical of his physique. You've seen me, right? And you've seen him, right? Well, I've like, seen myself in the mirror. No, I just stepped no on critique. the scale last night. I don't, I don't, I can't critique anybody because I am two of somebody right now. So. Stone is four foot seven. Now I don't think he was that short, but he might have felt like it's standing around the likes of Brendan. Oh, I, we're gonna have to screenshot that and send it to Stone. Oh yeah, I know that's, that's a beauty. I know that just clip, uh, just clip it and tag him on it in, on Twitter. Like I know the Rev said, he felt small more than once. Yeah, and he's not a small cat. I mean, he's six yeah. six one ish or so. But mm-hmm. um, but so. After we get through Friday and Saturday, we come to Sunday morning, and yes. that tailgate was. What, so what's out the deal? Of Sorry, oh my Matt, cousin's six foot nine. It's the one I was talking about that bought the beer. Yeah, he's, he's oh, definitely. Tall. Matt said your cousin's really tall. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that tailgate was phenomenal. Like the the whole setup with the big green area and. Um, just next to the edge of the parking lot and all the SDSU fans that swarmed it and set up by us and joined us. And uh, it it couldn't have gone better. Like how awesome was that party? Seriously. Uh, I don't think the only, it was so big. You couldn't find the food that, you know, that that, was the, the I will say they didn't have a line set up. That's on them. They weren't prepared. I suppose with the transmission going out, that kind of, Got him off a bad foot. Too. I think he did. So, yeah, he his truck went out or something like that, and he planned on bringing, like, tables and setting up lines and stuff. And I think he was kind of scrambled a little bit because he had to go rent a truck. Um, so the food wasn't as ideal as it could have been. Um, having said that, it sounds like the food is pretty good, if you could get some. Um, yeah. The beers were good. Uh, I mean, it wasn't Brendan's brisket good. <laughs> they, I didn't try the brisket. I can't comment. The beers only lasted. I don't know. They lasted till about eleven thirty. Yeah, eleven thirty. All we got back from the player walkthrough. Yep. The guy caught me and said, "Hey, man, I know you're one of those JI guys. We just ran out of beer. Like, just gave mm. out the last one. What do you want to do?" And I'm like, 
that's a Matt question. And he's oh right behind me. Why don't you ask him that? So Matt said, <laughs> yeah. you know what? No, most time, time a lot of back. people listened to us and brought their own beer and they had some extra drinks. So good job doing that. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody that contributed to it. Uh, that would not have happened without all of the sponsors of the tailgate, um, which uh, go to our Twitter. You can find um, the, the corporate sponsors. Um, and thank you to all the individuals that contributed to that as well. Um, wouldn't have happened without all, all those people. Yep. Um, and thank you to, I got to give him a shout out quick. His name is Zach. Um, My name oh, is what? Uh, my name is that'd who? be the guy zach, with the tail, tail greeters well he's not with tail greeters but he uses oh, that okay. um zach muggenberg um he put on a tailgate for a couple seed companies um he helped us procure the area that we got um and so this looks like a little uh drone footage that may or may not have been taken um that was taken earlier i was yeah it was pretty was, uh, early <laughs> i was providing some ground well, like, coverage there you go. Um, all that all that area in green was just a wall of people from you know way over by those toilets all the way over. Yeah, if uh, you want a good good yeah. look at it, go look at Carter Schmidt's covered um, from Kello. He had a pretty good yeah. shot of it. Um, but yeah, shout that was Thomas for that. That was so cool seeing everybody there. Um, we thought I thought Porta Potty City was going to be plenty. It was no, not not even close. <laughs> not even close. It, we needed a double at least. But I mean, like, we didn't know how many people were going to show up. We thought right. maybe 400, 500 people. <laughs> like, right. We didn't. I I didn't think. I bet there was at one point. I bet there was five thousand people there. I I would not doubt it a bit. I mean, we had yeah. to be five cars deep at its largest end to end at yeah. Well, because it was us, and then that seed company won, and then the JFPA had a huge amount of people there as well. I mean, we're basically all one giant tailgate, mm -hmm. and that egg lot that, like, weren't they supposed to be, like, block, like their own special deal that people were going to pay to go to or something? And I, I don't know how they would have managed that if that was the uh, case. You had it was to, like, such a... I think you just didn't get served if you didn't have a wristband over there. Gotcha. Because uh, I don't know how you'd be able to stop people going in. There was so many people. And, you know, the cool thing was, too, with <clears throat> how big ours was and everything, there was still a ton of tailgates set up throughout the lot. Like, you yep. could look out and see tailgate mm -hmm. after tailgate after tailgate out there. Um, it was so much fun out there. I I know. And it went off so well. Um, you know, I didn't, even, I didn't hear people really complain much, which was amazing for – um, I didn't you know, hear any complaints. It turned out really, really well. I and don't think we hats off to Mr. Ben. Yes. Because he did most of the legwork on that, man. Good, good yep. work. I know, I know we were all stressing, and uh, you kept <laughs> kept some of us off the edge of the cliff, so to speak. Yep. Hats off to Especially, Ben for tons of the legwork. Matt for all the fundraising, right, Dallas yeah. for the sponsors Banner. board and all that yep. stuff. Yeah. Um, Kyle for getting some stuff out there. I, I honestly felt like the kid at the end who was the part of the group project and got the same credit as everybody else. <laughs> Me too, man. That's <laughs> how I usually like... feel. <laughs> and then here, Razor guys, I love you guys. They're like, and we gave them crap about it at the tailgate. They're like, yeah, Chad and Brendan are really putting on a cool tailgate. And Chad and I are like, we didn't do that. <laughs> we did the least amount. Yeah. 
like we we gave input and helped plan and stuff like that but i mean ben sure. handled all the putting every making all the you know the motor go and arrangements yeah hey man you guys always handle the tailgates at home games i had to contribute something at some point oh that worked. Seems I'll fair. take that trade ten ten times out of ten, buddy. Because yeah, we'll, we'll you let's, set one in the. If it means we're in Frisco, I'll take it eleven times out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> how about this? We just plan to do something really similar next year. Same bat time. Oh yeah, same bat place. And yeah, with twice the porta potties. Twice the porta potties. <laughs> Might have to rent some of our own because that was not yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, honestly, I think their layout, the the square, was Made not. Away not as well, conducive as just lining them up i think it was really fast once you got up to it but it made the line it made it seem like a lot longer wait because there was only one line well those people were clipping through i mean once you got within 10 yards of it you were almost you were basically in already yeah that's the thing the line was long but it actually went pretty quick yeah, yeah it wasn't too terrible but anyway enough about the porta potties um the dj was awesome that was cool thanks to zach for setting that up too um yeah uh the whole the player walk-in was cool um if you yeah. missed that make sure you catch that next time that was pretty cool um cheering the guys on as they were walking in when they showed up with the cowboy hats i was so cocky i was like <laughs> oh <laughs> man yeah, that that's pretty cool yeah i, I saw that, i was like oh we better win or this is gonna fight us <laughs> right in the ass oh boy this is gonna be bad if we don't pull this one off yeah was it just me or was there a general feeling like of not cockiness, but just confidence that we we had this one. Like everybody was just in celebration mode going into the game. Even I feel like, yeah. And I think I think that what really helped that was the way that we beat Montana State, the way that we just manhandled them when you know they were supposed to be you know this big challenge, and we just dominated them. And we've just been playing so well through the playoffs, um, and the fact that we'd already beat NDSU. I think that everybody had a confidence about them that they were pretty sure we were going to win. I mean, I think some people were still kind of nervous knowing that it's NDA too. Um, but I mean, even like, you know, we talked about the, um, I think Herder did the article with the, the coaches comments or whatever. Um, and the only, the only people that thought NDSU might win their reasoning was, well, NDSU's done it nine times. They've never lost in Frisco. Right. No, none of them had an actual reason for why NDSU should win. The only yeah. ones that actually explained why a team was going to win said SDSU was going to win because they were reasonable about it and they saw how much better SDSU was. Um, and so that kind of told you like that. Yeah, we should win this game. Um, you know, having said that, it was still only a five point spread going in and it was still, you know, I, I was nervous at kickoff. Um, pretty confident after that first touchdown, but um, you know, after they scored right away, it's like, man, we might be in a dog fight. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it, it was definitely a confident feeling, which was weird being that we were playing NDSU. I mean, that first series being a three and out definitely helped settle my nerves. Uh, you know, that's when I was like, okay, maybe we do have the juice that we think we have here. Yeah. Well, when we stopped them and then we scored was when I was like, okay, Moment's not too big for us. Mm-hmm. Probably still going to be a dogfight. And then NDSU scores a touchdown. And it's like, okay, it's going to be one of these games. And then we scored and got that fumble and scored again. And I was like, oh, if the offense doesn't let their foot off the gas, this is over. And, you know, I was sitting by <clears throat> Frazee and Rev and all those guys. And 
the cool thing was I never really sit in end zone seats that are that we were like only like four rows up. So it was mm-hmm. an incredible viewpoint to see what was happening on the line of scrimmage and the holes the 605 hogs were opening up was you can't quite grasp how much running room there was by watching the re watching the replay on tv it would it was like opening the red sea almost every time and that was when we scored that one we scored to go up to two scores and it was like oh yeah we're gonna be fine it, I was still nervous. Like I, I was so nervous. Kyler Neal can att- looked at me. He's like, "Are you okay?" Because I was shaking. Like <laughs> in the second quarter, I was just shaking from nerves. And <laughs> um, but you, there was definitely a feeling about it. And every time you ask one of the parents if you ran into them anywhere, um, you're like, "How are they feeling?" And they're like, "They're ready to win." Or mm-hmm. they're 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 super ready. And it wasn't like a false bravado. Like they were ready to go out and lay down law and they absolutely did it was really impressive yeah yeah i mean i it's easy looking back saying man that was an easy win but you know you talked about like even early early second quarter it was tied still and before we went uh, i think it was amar broke off a long touchdown run i mean it was the game was kind of you know up in the air still mm-hmm. um when we took that lead, it kind of, it felt pretty good. And then, like you said, when we went up 21 to seven, then it started to really feel really good. Um, but it, the, you know, we talked about one of the keys before the game of being, we can't get into the red zone stall and kick a field goal. Right. Well, we barely got into the red zone because we had right. these long plays. Like, yep. I, I think, mean, Mark's touchdown was what? 51 yards. Yep. yep. Amara had a 30 yarder. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think both of Jackson's touchdowns were over 25 around there. Yeah. Well, it was just that one field goal going into half was the only, the only one, right? Which was set up by a 50 yard run by Amar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and there was three, first, three seconds left or whatever. So Davis's I mean. first touchdown was 19 yards. I don't know if we ever got inside the 15 yard line. <laughs> right. Honestly, there was because. It was just, um, I'd have to go back and look at the drives, but I don't think we did. I don't how, think we did. This comment I pulled up from Jim popping. How yep. awesome was the crowd when this happened? Just like it just erupted, erupted. Yeah. I think that's well, that, when my voice got shot, but I don't know. Wasn't that the one to go up by two scores? Two, three, three. Like that was the dagger in mm-hmm. the right. infamous words of Wayne Larrabee. Um, we just didn't know it yet, you know, because it's one of those things. Matt, I mean, Matt Frazee talks about it during the FCS Fan Nation pod. He's like, "Have you?" Chad was like, "If we could just finish this out, you know, we'll, we're going to be okay." And Frazee's like, "You're up by 21. Have you been watching this game?" And I like, he's got I, a point because I was on the same boat as you, but also Frazee, you've watched enough of these matchups between right. us and NDSU, exactly. where. I I said four or five times last week, did a TV interview and even said it where it felt like over the last decade, we could run for 700 yards and pass for 500 and we'd win by three points after holding them to 200 yards total because it just works out that way. So it was one of those things. You still have that feeling like, God, it's still NDSU. Like this is going to be tight just because it's going to be tight. That's just the way it always goes. And to this team's credit, they – we're not about 
letting that happen at all. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. Right. And you mentioned, you know, the 605 Hogs. I just got to give them a shout out to I mean, they were absolutely dominant. Um, yeah. You know, there were a few runs where we only got like three or four yards. But like having that be our failure is crazy. Like, well, usually, if you know who is... else was dominant, <laughs> not just the regular 605 Hogs, but our tight ends were doing work that game. Oh, yeah. Dude. dude oh, yeah. They moved some people. In a yeah. big way. In a yeah. big way. Tight ends and wide receivers. I mean, the, the blocking all around was oh, yeah. just insane. Well, one of the Jackson blocks in Spring Amar's had... first touchdown was was one of the Yankees come motioning yeah. across and yeah. like kicking a guy out. Mm-hmm. Just, just like a linebacker. That a was backer. impressive yeah, as hell. Just... I think that was on Davis's first touchdown. Yes, Davis's. it was the very first touchdown. Yeah, I said yeah. Amar. I'm an idiot. But it was Davis's. Yeah. And how exciting is it that we get that whole offensive line back? because after how much I mean, they gelled throughout the just, season and then and they got spring exactly. ball it's like, oh oh yeah. feel good yeah and, and you know uh, our our weaker side if you will got better all year long oh yeah know? i mean how much of a fact did do we even mention spencer wagey in this game no like, did, did his name even one, come up in the broadcast tackle you yeah. know that was like he was a non considering how dominant he was in that first game like he just was yeah. not mentioned at all and that's a credit to uh john o'brien on the right side and yep. a credit to luhan who clearly game planned for it and made sure that he wasn't a factor because he yep. was their best player when we played him the first time and he was an absolute non-factor this time um and so you know i speaking of luhan just have to give shout out to him he called an amazing game like he had NDSU's Phenomenal. defense on their heels. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. we got to have guys like six or five hogs and you know everybody to to execute it. But um, you know, from just especially you know when when we pull out a play like that Morgan touchdown, um, that having NDSU do that to us <laughs> earlier in the year and then we do it back to them, it's just I don't know. And Holy Cross doing it to us and then we use it. Um, I don't know. He, he was just a master class. And for that guy to do it in his first year as offensive coordinator is unreal. I mean, <laughs> how many dudes win a win a championship in their first year of offensive coordinator? And well, are as and are as young as he is. His first actual offensive coordinator job. Well, and, and our defensive coordinator is his first year as a full time defensive coordinator too, right? Yeah. I mean, he was co coordinator before, but well, and that's something I think that was underrated. I mean, it's hard to say it's underrated when the guy wins the Coach of the Year award, but underrated about Stig's performance as a head coach this year, mm-hmm. which uh, <clears throat> I just want to get something out of my system. Where are the Stig haters at that was saying we're never going to win a natty with him? <laughs> Bet you're real goddamn quiet right now, ain't you? <laughs> yeah. You know who you are deep down inside. I want you to a- I hope that. I hope you know and feel the shame because that's awesome. <laughs> it is a good point because there were in those years where I think it was one or two years in a row years. where we, we lost like in the first round of the playoffs and it's like, oh, Stig's never going to get us there. Yeah, it never stopped. I mean, from the from I think probably like the second time we lost the NDSU or something in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that started to get louder and louder. And then when we lost a couple of times in the semis, then it got really, it, there was a vocal faction about it. 
And yeah, so I'm so happy. But for there him, was but... some doubt creeping into everyone's mind at a certain point. Like, are we ever going to get over the hump? Right. And mm -hmm. I think that all went away when we when we did what we did COVID year. You know, we knew uh, at that point. For some people, I saw quite a few comments yet scattered throughout the social medias of people going just saying some ridiculous shit. But um the job he did to have the two coordinators that were as young as they are to mentor them into this sort of season. Cause if you were to say a coach like Stig, who's been here for 26 years as the head coach, was going to win his national title, you wouldn't pick the year where he basically has his coaching staff gutted and everybody's new. Yeah. And 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 a lot of that, you know, they say it's about the Jimmies and the Joes, but and the players were phenomenal, but there was some serious coaching that went on as well, just watching the improvement with the 605 hogs throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Um and our secondary and got better the, all year too. How the secondary got better, how we were able to plug and play guys in. I mean, some mm -hmm. of that is good coaching to put those guys in position to make the play. Um, and so shout out to those guys as well, not taking anything away from the players at all. I, it, but to have a season like we had, it takes an outstanding effort from everybody. And really kudos to that because I, I do want to mention that because it feels like there's a fair amount of people who were kind of like, well, Stig's getting this more of a – they weren't openly saying it, but they were kind of inferring or had that tone to it that this is more of a lifetime achievement award for Stig and other people had better seasons coaching. And I think it is forgotten what we had to deal with going into this season. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the guy's body of work, where he came from, how the program started to where it is today. That's just yep. phenomenal. You know, and, and back to Lujan, I just, I really enjoy his play calling because he didn't, it, so like oh, watching, swing watching the national championship. <laughs> yeah. Watching X, X play calls, like he, he was just a lot of run and gun and like trick plays, but Luhan's was much more calculated. Absolutely. His was different formations, different motions, which is a lot of what you see in the NFL now. Like if you watch NFL football, you'll see a lot of, you'll see a lot of what Luhan uh, called, um, especially with the extra tight end sets. Um, he used them so well. And it's just, I don't know. I, I think it, he, is such such a big part of the success that this team had on offense this year. Um, it can't be understated. Um, well, I think like if you compare Eck and Luhan, if you were to compare their styles, Eck is like an artist with a lot of flair and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. And Luhan's offense is like a beautiful, Math he's like an engineer. Mm -hmm. It's like an engineer. Everything's beautifully engineered about this offense. No doubt. It's not necessarily flashy, but it's super effective, and it just kills teams, even though it's not the best to look at all the time. Yeah. And I think that's the way I would compare them. I don't necessarily think that's a knock on either one of them. It's just the difference in their styles. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it helps helps having our the 605 Hogs, and it helps having guys like uh, Davis mm -hmm. and Amar. Um, I mean, I, I, what can you? What more can you say about Isaiah Davis um, and Amar Johnson, uh, especially Amar Johnson? Like he just got better as the year went on, and yep. as the coaches talk about now, he's he got healthier as the year went on, and you could tell like it, it made right. a difference 
um, in his speed and quickness and his balance. Um, he just, you could tell he got more confident with himself yep. and man, he just took off. And some of those plays he made in this game were huge. And like, if you go back and do a rewatch, you'll see some key moments in this game where Amara made some huge plays. Um, I think it was, I forget at what point it was in the game when we, it was like third and seven and we were just calling a, a draw play mm-hmm. and, you know, we were just basically, well, here's a conservative play. If we don't get it, we'll just punt. And Amar makes a cut, stiff arms a guy, and goes for first down. And it's like that's just an extra, that that's just an extra set of downs that we did not expect to get because of a great individual effort by Amar Johnson. Um, so huge credit to him. Um, so excited with the way he played towards the end of the year, and so excited to see what he does going into next year. Yeah, I mean the. The thing I think that's underrated about Amar is, you know, because everybody calls him the lightning, the Davis's thunder, and he is a little shiftier, fast, faster back and smaller build. Mm-hmm. That dude was throwing stiff arms all over the place. That I mean, throwing guys down, breaking tackles yeah, all over the field in this game. And it was I – don't, I don't want to put it on par with – Isaiah's performance versus Sam Houston because that was kind of no, it's different. But but it was a really really impressive performance. Let's not line. forget how well he performed in Fargo. I mean, it right. was Lamar. a similar. He, he it was loves a similar performance. DSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just eats against those guys. He's like Zeke out there. Just let me eat, bro. Right, that is true. I mean, you get him into open it, space and it's trouble for the other team. And Mark was so on this game. He was Seriously. so on. Lots he had some. He had some key passes that, you know, on third downs that like it, it, the game felt easy because we were so efficient on third down. Right. What were we? I think we were like, I wrote it down. Nine At one point we were like eight for nine and we ended up nine for 14. Nine for 14. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, early in the game, it was, it was like every third down we were converting. Mm-hmm. And when you're, when you don't have to punt, uh it's it's good the game is going to be pretty easy for you um but when we did have to punt hunter dustman uh i forget it was earlier in the game but he absolutely flipped the field on a punt um that made a huge difference and the coverage Um, team did a great job pinning it on like the inch line well that was yeah there was that one but it was earlier in the game. We were pinned in our in deep in our own territory when Yankee oh, yes. Yankee had a weird bounce on the on the kicker turn, and I think we yep. were three and out. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be bad." And then Dustman had like a huge punt. I forget how long it was, but we we got him all the way back to like the thirty yard line on the other side. Um, yeah, Dustman was punting fifty yarders the whole game, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was he impressive. was on this game. That punt was really impressive too because he did it while not allowing their return man to catch it. Mm-hmm. And usually you get like a 50, 60 yard punt that's through the air and y'all kick your coverage and they can return yep. it. He just kicked it away from with, and you could tell cause he was kicking like this all game. That was on purpose to get it to roll yep. and make him chase it to the other side of the field. Yeah, He, he had and, more of a rugby style. I feel like that. Well, game. there was yep. one time he faked the, did you guys, I don't know if you guys could see from your vantage point, he faked their kick returner out. Really? He started going rugby right and saw the returner go and then booted it to the left side of the field. Nice. And that was I'll have to go the, back and check that out. I remember seeing it from my vantage point. I'm swear to God I remember seeing that. And it was real I was like, wow, I've never seen a 
punter fake out a returner. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was good. So having talked like about our offense. Is... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it does seem like from what Coach said, our our team is a little bit beat up. And Perry asked about that, and yes, he did that. He did mention that like 18 players need surgery. So, mm-hmm. what I was going to say is, having talked about our offense and now our special teams, we have to talk about our defense. Uh, first off, mm-hmm. Jimmy Rogers called an amazing game. Um, yes, but like going back like all year, our defense was our calling card. Uh, and they say defense wins championships. I mean, it, this this SDSU defense was absolutely dominant and is probably the greatest SDSU defense of all time. Yes. I don't know that that can be dis- disputed. Um, just with the stats that they put up um, and, and the dominance uh, that they, they had in, in making their way to the championship. Um, but especially in this game, I mean, our, our defensive line was is just phenomenal. Um I saw uh, Caleb's mom made that comment earlier, uh, missing the Caleb background. Um, we should have a Caleb background up here because should that guy, that guy is uh, Caleb and uh, Winkleman. Um, those two are just absolute SDSU legends. Uh, the seasons yep. that those two had, um, they were just like leaders of the defense, um, yeah, and just so impressive. Uh, game after game that it, it uh, I don't know. I mean, it, they're forever a part of SDSU lore because of the way that they led this defense to a, to a championship. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> Chad, you're tripping me out. I'm sorry. I was, I was just <laughs> going to say, there's, I'm back. there's your I'm alive. I'm dead. I'm alive. I'm dead. Look at him go. <laughs> oh no, Ben's gone. I, I don't think oh, he's doing no, it. No, I don't joke, think, I don't, well, let's but, remove him. I think we yeah. lost him. He's gonna have to reset. Get out of here, Ben, with your bum knee. Um, no, Reese and Caleb were really the the heart and soul, somewhat of this defense. Where they did so much, and I know our we 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 always talk about how deep our defensive line is and everything like that. I'd have friends who don't even really watch the FCS sending me text messages about those guys going, "God, these guys are monsters!" Oh my god. Yeah, so uh, it they're going to be sorely missed, you know. Yeah. Um, what do you do? But absolutely, like Ben said, this whole defense is going to go down in jackrabbit lore at, forever. I mean, this whole team, obviously. Well, will. they did it right. with how many players? 21 different players? 22 different starters. So deep. And it was just plug and play. And, and that's yeah. not to take away from the guys that were excellent, like you're naming, you know, Caleb and – yeah, it's I mean, crazy. there's so many sto- legendary stories that are going to get told around Freeman, the tailgate after Freeman's this. interception, Mister No with Biceps, eighty percent torn bicep. <laughs> right, that's no unreal. Bi- that's, Zach that... Hines playing with a broken foot. I mean, this is and, like carve that story in the walls of the Dana. I mean, actually chisel that in. Dude, I hope around it, it. Like that's it's, it's, such cool stuff. It sounds like Zimmer might write a book about it. Yeah, he talked yes, about he it. He said he might. He put out the, the deal about it with. Um, no, Dustin, the show's not over. We haven't even hit an hour yet, man. We got <laughs> We're not 45 at a minutes yet. in us. <laughs> Jesus, I could talk about nothing all day. Um, have you met Brendan? Yeah, have you met me before? You stayed in the same room as me. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, uh, it was Jason Freeman's uh, interception. That's that's when I was 100% confident it's in the bag. <laughs> we don't need to celebrate yet, but it's in the bag. How was Stig so surprised by the Gatorade bath? <laughs> Someone did an incredible job. Because you see these natties. It was Schaefer. Schaefer was distracting him. <laughs> was it Schaefer? It was? Yeah. He did yeah, a phenomenal was... job at it because Stig had no idea. And normally those guys get that like, boogie uh, right uh, away. Uh, yeah. And as soon as they feel that little bit, it just clips the back of them. Stig got both barrels of that. I mean, he got hammered. I had people who we walked by in the crowd on the field that were oh, drenched. And yeah, people I, were like, yeah, I'm, st- I'm sticky from him touching me. And I'm like, he was oh doing this. God. He's like sucking it out of his coat, that turtle fur or whatever. Why I'm not? sorry. That's a, a band reference, I think. But Why wouldn't you? Uh, Man, that was awesome. One other one other guy, uh, yeah, Jim Poppin said he talked to Freeman after the game. Such an awesome dude. I mean, yeah, just another yeah. big part of the story. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Hey, yeah, this comment. <laughs> Did you listen in the broadcast? <laughs> they were like, they're like, yeah, the this is the the Yankee with a thicker neck. That's the only yeah, way we can tell apart. Like, the one has a thicker <laughs> neck, and I'm like, I've seen them both. Do they really? Like, that's a strange. That must have been a joke by a teammate or a coach. I'm gonna that got put into the broadcast notes because I was like, I'm gonna send them a back. tape to measure their nets necks, and they gotta do it on <laughs> social media. Or something. I mean, potentially there's some difference, but I bet it's near imperceivable. You mean you're not gonna notice a quarter inch difference? <laughs> Two grown men. I mean, you, you know, I go around looking at dudes' necks regularly, Brendan. Yeah, I know that's your fetish. That's so, why you have such a long beard, so people can't see yours. I get it. That's right. But, I don't want them turned on. Yeah. But yes, by my this turkey giblet here. This uh, one-handed grab, though, I didn't even that see it in the thick. stadium. It was but unreal. And from on, view, on the replay, wow. Like, that ball yeah. was cooking, and he just, just snatched it. That was unreal. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was almost like one of those doctored videos that you see going around online where the guy's not mm-hmm. even looking and then just snags it with one hand. Yeah. And nothing moves. That was legitimately like that. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And how weird was it? Perry Weichman says the chart says to go for two, almost conceding. How do you not go for two there? Right. Like they actually had, if you go for two there and then you do some onside kicks, like you got a chance. Uh, how do you not? Mm-hmm. Oh, Dustin. What was uh, Ariel saying? What about the shirt for next year? Oh, so I this kind of got washed away in the weekend a little bit. The shirts were such a huge hit. Ben shirts. Um, yeah, Ben shirts. Yeah, ben shirts. Put oh, yeah, the ears up. Um, down for the yeah. marker game. I think that's what she's talking about for the marker game next year. Um we were, had, we are planning on doing a second run. We had you had somebody offer you like a hundred bucks for one of those, didn't you? Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they were going to buy chill. two at we'll hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> right. I mean, hopefully, you're listening to this. Um, yeah. it, and you know the the word got around a little more, and those guys uh, hear hear this and follow us on Twitter so that they can get in on that because that <laughs> could not believe the desire for that when we were sitting at the local, and this was in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, the it, middle we'll of do, the day. And I've I think we're gonna. Of- a lot of Go people ahead, uh, reach out to me after the game too, saying they want one. 
um, we'll do another run of them for the marker game next year for sure. I, and I think we're planning on an updated uh, gear catalog for JI and potentially a new reseller. It sounds like or a sell site potentially. So hmm. look look for some new things coming out there. We have some ideas. I know so. Dustin, so you did not you didn't offer that i would have i may have taken that i may have sold you the shirt off <laughs> oh there's some inside joke there that's you a, know, you know. there's a lot of inside joke and if i got like if, if i catch some heat for swearing we are not talking about who his famous cousin is um that's but correct. i'm just gonna say most uh, people most men in our formative years probably have if you heard the name, you'd go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard that name. I heard that name somewhere. Wait a minute. Why is that name so familiar as you run off to Google and then figure it out? Uh. All right. Moving on. Uh, so besides uh, Sanders and Winkleman, another guy we'll miss is Deshaun Gales. Um, yeah. The dude was so good this year. It's been so fun to watch him develop. And um, he was a huge part of the secondary uh, doing what they did this year. Um, he was just so, like, He's he's a very humble dude, like which is different for uh, like a, a cornerback. Um, usually yeah, you see some some flash and some you know, uh, but he just he just made plays. He made plays and he just got back in the huddle. Um, and so you know he's just another guy that um, was a big part of this championship run that um, is is taken off after this year. Um, but what's crazy is the guys we've mentioned like. Gales, Winkleman, Sanders on defense, um, and then Kraft on offense. Have I missed any other major contributors that are going to be gone next year? Not off the top of my head, but I'm stupid. So take that no, into account. I mean, there's some potential there and some other spots. Guys that like Hines, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. He's good enough. He could maybe think about the next step. Yeah. But yeah, it is so, scary what this team brings back. It's unreal. I mean, uh, if you're the rest of the FCS, you have to be very concerned about the ability to even have a chance at winning the championship. <laughs> Honestly, right. I mean, we're gonna be that we're gonna be that heavily favored. Like it's gonna be like it's it'll be which is weird for us, but it'll be similar to the year after, like when NDSU is absolutely dominant and they bring most of their team back. And they're they're like, well, it's NDSU or the field. That's what it's going to be like for us next year. It's going to be SDSU or the field, um, which again is just, just such at, a weird just look feeling. At our favorable schedule too. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, yeah, and well, you know, here's the thing about that. I I don't like to look too far ahead next year right. yet because the transfer portal has not spoken yet. Yeah, no doubt. And, and we have so far, knock on wood not been grossly affected by it yet but we you never know what happens um so i don't want to get too wound around the axle about that until next year but you're right with what we should have coming back oh baby do we have some good stuff going on do i, I have do that wrong somebody's saying that gales is back and lofton is gone do I have yes, that backwards? you got that backwards. I think that's right. Yeah, you do have oh. that backwards. Whoa. Well, we got another year for Gales then. Uh, yes. Thanks to Malik for what he did this year. Uh, I mean, he was uh, like 
both of them, uh, really, both of them were just uh, like they just made plays, and and you didn't, we didn't talk about them a whole lot, but that's just, uh, which is a good thing because you're usually talking about cornerbacks when they miss some coverage and they're getting burnt, um, and so yeah, they just, I don't know, they just came to work every week and did what they were supposed yeah. to do. I do want to take a quick moment to mention something that I experienced at the end of the game that I'm a very appreciative. Obviously, it was against NDSU. Um, we're not the biggest fans of their fans, but in the token of not acting like what we feel NDSU fans act like, I do want to point out some really good fan interactions I had with them. Um, Matt Frazee, like when the game was over, was like, no, like he was coaching us up on how to rush the field. And that's not an isolated yeah, incident. I, I talked to a couple of people who had NDSU fans who were like, you got to get up here. You got to get up here now and all that stuff and helping Jack's fans out to how to do it properly because we hadn't done it before and all that stuff. And that was a cool deal. Just I thought that was really neat. Obviously, we all know Matt Frazee is an awesome dude, but we appreciate the hell about it, hell out of him out of it for it. Um, and yeah, that was a great time. And just i i would i i still just want to fervently hope that our fans remember what we always said about ndsu fans and don't act like ndsu fans Mm -hmm. you know don't act like what you hated you know and i realize that's going to happen eventually and it is what it is um you know there's already other teams fans taking bets about how long until our fans are hated online i would prefer we didn't turn out like that but you know it is what it is it, what a what a hell of a weekend though overall i mean we got a hell of a year coming up too we got the a only... great out of conference too with montana state coming back to brookings mm-hmm. that's not going to be you you got to think those guys are going to be chomping at the bit to try and prove something there we're going to be all sorts of pissed off uh-huh. the only time that you can like talk trash with an ndsu fan is when they try to say, well, we have nine natties. Uh, mm-hmm. You just tell them that, well, the only one where you played SDSU, you lost. So, And that's all you got to say. And then just move that, on. The, the only other thing I'll fire back on now anymore is if they, well, you need NDSU fans to sell at your stadium. No, we don't. We sold out twice this year. And then uh, how, how'd your sellouts go? Was that only UND and SDSU? And that was it? So you need our help? You're welcome. I don't know. That's that's about the only one I'll really throw out there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I I don't know, man. I'm too wrapped up in the joy of what happened, and right, and especially right. being a, growing. Just speaking up, to your point, just a little bit, Brendan. Did you see the crowd kind of the same way I did? Is is like more blue from the end zone? You know, I personally would have pegged it at fifty fifty. Um, I think it was exactly 50-50. Matt Frazee turned and looked at me and said, there's more Jax fans here. Um, And I I always try to shy away when I'm making a guesstimate like that from guessing too optimistically. Um, But, yeah, I I would say it was 50-50. And, you know, you ask NDSU, like NDSU writers, oh, it was was 60-40 NDSU. Uh, No, it was (laughs) Not 60-40. I, I know say, that definitely. Sure. I would say that's not true. I'm not trying like, to brag or anything. It just, but my perspective was a few more Jacks fans. And like Kevin Marshall said earlier, uh, way earlier in the pod about the Mike Morgan touchdown, he said that's the loudest he's ever heard that stadium, and that's from a guy who's gone to like every national title game, which is saying something. And I think that touchdown 
and just the amount of fans we had there, A, showed the confidence that we had, and then the noise they made was the release of the last six years of being so close and mm-hmm. not getting to taste that final deal. Because for the first time, we are the only team that made the playoffs and didn't end with a loss. And that is one hell of a way to go out. Yeah, no, I agree. I will say, um, speaking of in the stands, if anybody was in uh, the section and saw me hobbling down the stairs carrying uh, a beer in one hand and waters in the other hand. And, (laughs) And so, like I told you about my bad knee, I was taking the stairs a little too fast because I was excited to get down there. I slipped right (laughs) on my ass, spilled the beer on myself. And like people ran to my side and they picked me up like an idiot. Uh, Your knee didn't hurt much at that point, but how'd your pride feel? Oh my God. I felt real stupid. And then I, I I was taking them two steps at a time from that point on. Or two, Ben's going two down steps, the stairs. stairs. Step, step, like, step, step, yeah. step, step. Look at yeah, the yeah. excited crippled boy, and then he falls. Oh no! <laughs> so, if anybody saw me fall, I wasn't drunk. I was severely injured at the time and was taking stairs too fast. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Yeah, else is a football injury. Yeah, shout out Count to Paul Seiler's comment to uh, I think it yes. was Carter Schmidt. He's like, he's like, basically, I give up my whole life to, to have this opportunity to be here right now, uh, which yeah. I thought was I thought was great. But that was fantastic. Yes, it was. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I think that's all I have to say about it. I'm just uh, still. Yep. Every day I've been reminiscing about, you know, a different part of the weekend. Um, If, uh, you know, I've had so many people that didn't go say that they wish they would have gone and they're kicking themselves for not going. Um, We tried telling everybody. We tried telling you. Uh, One thing I will say, buy, go now. I think you can go to NCAA FCS's site right now and sign up for the notifications for when championship tickets go on sale they go on sale what is it july or august or something like that i don't remember it's early august i think it's early august yeah they go on sale early august just buy tickets then buy two buy four whatever um they're usually they're they're anywhere from 100 to 125 bucks a piece um I'll guarantee that you can at least get your money. Well, I can't guarantee that. Mm-hmm. There's a very high like, likelihood you can at least get your money back if you don't right. need to use them. Um, but uh, there were too many people that were without tickets this year. So uh, just want to give everybody a heads up. You might as well try to secure some tickets. Uh, worst case, you get some from the allotment and you can find other Jacks fans to get the tickets you bought to. Um, but just a heads up for next year. For anybody that didn't get to go and are hearing how awesome of a time it was, that's a tip for next year. Yeah. Um, and and watch the flights and get them early. That gets uh, Flights too. Ones. Yeah. Flights. Yeah. Uh, definitely book them. Have the flights planned out you want to book. And then during the semifinal game, when you know we're going to win, book them then. Because if right. you waited until afterward, they started to go up real quick. Or do what I did and just commit to going no matter what. And you do that too. Yeah. I mean, Frisco is still fun. Even it was if we're a, not there. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a blast. It's a good time. It is a lot mm -hmm. of fun. And they're getting to Universal Studios next coming up here, which is cool. Yeah. How have they set a date for that? I didn't see that. Yeah, I, that won't make yeah, it any easier. It's supposed to, to be stuff. like a no, yeah, it might make it a little tougher, like traffic wise and stuff, but um and it's it's like just north of the stadium, it's not very far. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be like a kids themed Universal Studios, um, which that'll be cool for like people to bring their families down and have their kids be able to go there um right. i don't know what the timeline is on that i'm sure it'll take two to three ben, years or something ben wouldn't have needed an extra flight exactly i could have just <laughs> done it done the whole vacation in frisco just uh, dude how's there I, I would love to like just make a week-long vacation like oh, you go to the so game cool. and then you stick around and go to universal how sweet would that right be? that'd be awesome that'd be awesome i'd probably go ahead of time Honestly, I'd do the week before. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. way the game outcome the lead doesn't up. have an effect on, <laughs> yeah, your, on how the rest of your vacation goes. Yeah. <laughs> Not just kicking the ground all weekend. <laughs> Dustin says it'll be a few years. You can see where they had a fenced off. Okay. Perry cool. says the drive the drive wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, for those that drove down, like it it's really not a bad drive if you don't want to fly. Um it's, it's like twelve hours. It's like twelve yeah. hours, fourteen hours. And it's I'd basically all day. interstate it's very very easy to go yeah so and we couldn't ask for better weather it's oh been the horrible weather, weather for like the last decade down there and, and we, we got beautiful weather we got by with the last year of the the natural turf with good weather because the turf yes. held up pretty well well um, hopefully the last it was chunking out a little bit but yeah it was pretty good. Um, and yeah, it sounds like they're going with turf. They're bringing in a turf field from, from now on for the championship, which would be pretty cool. That would be, um, I, I, I'm just worried that the weather was so good this year and the turf held up. So they're like, well, the turf did really well. So we'll just not do that. Cause that's expensive. And nah, I think I'm they were pretty you. dead. I think they've heard enough. They were pretty dead set on, on making that change. Uh, Paul, we'll Paul, yes, we did talk about how insane the local was. Um, we talked about maybe uh, coordinating with them and, next year to help. And them sorry, out. I didn't get you pudding shots. I made five batches and they went like hotcakes. So yeah, maybe we get them to coordinate with us and put our flags up in a couple spots. That'd be cool, dude. That's what I think too. All they need really is like these. When we didn't go to really busy bars, they've got these like satellite beer stations yeah. where you can just walk right. up and get a beer yeah. that's what they need yeah and so yes we'll... yes we did dustin we did about... discuss it rev my sweet we did not discuss home. in depth how good you are at yeah, yeah. Just wrapping away yeah rev dustin, thrown out, man. dustin it's, helton it, has... in a manner that would surprise you yes an amazing rap <laughs> repertoire it's very very good I, I, the first time I heard it, it was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. This is the way we're getting down. I'm for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Jim says, it is a, a different turf. It's, it's weird because it is natural grass, but it's such a, well, it's soccer know. pitch. It's because yeah, really, soccer pitch. So it, they have it's it got sand it was like, in it and it's, it's not like made for like that spongy. kind of pushing. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Where's where's so anyways, we're where's at a buck popping when you need them here, right? That's what yeah, so we're in garage time. We're in garage uh, time. I this whole if... podcast has been garage time. <laughs> over, boys. <laughs> I don't know if anybody gonna... that wants to know, we'll have a we'll have a podcast for wrestling this Thursday. It'll start at seven. We're gonna have um, a special guest, 
Cade DeVos, and uh, it should be good. Also, be there to... or we will find you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be busy doing the podcast, so I won't be able to find you. But <laughs> Brendan will come find you. I'll find you. I finally shaved my beard. You did? No, Was I that said a... I, can, I can finally shave my beard. Why? Why not just leave annoying. it? Because it's getting annoying. I also want one one other shout out I want to make uh, since we have a second here. Jordan Fink brought some Weller, some really, really good whiskey. Um, some of us enjoyed it after the game. Some of us shot it. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was Ben and Matt. They shot like really high-end whiskey. Ben! I handed it to him in a cup, and they're like, okay. Didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh, they didn't know. What you well, guys that's on you. Us. You got to tell them. <laughs> well, I told them it was really good whiskey. That's what I told them. Like I figured that. Yeah, but meant you didn't say it was a, a sip, sip it. sipping whiskey. Wow, it right. was really smooth. Oh my god, it was so good. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it's, it. I've witnessed that before. <laughs> it wasn't smooth because their eyes went like this. It is smooth, but not the way they did it. Yeah, it's that's probably why I don't remember much of the flight from Frisco. It was to, a, it was a <laughs> small from Dallas to Orlando. Really that much. No, but I drank. What happened to day. the bunny suit, Ben? Uh, I saw it over by the JFPA guys. Oh, one of the former players away. probably took it. Yeah. Did you, did you ever get that smell out of the rental? Sure. I guess we should go big, go, <laughs> no. go Jack now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking time. of, uh, Perry said basketball Thursday. Um, yeah. How awesome was it? How SDSU dominated <laughs> oh. at, like right after football wins the championship. Um, women that, set a new record. That was an unreal game, and then the, the men just Men's biggest win in Vermilion since 1970. Love <laughs> it. Yeah, welcome back, coach. Glad you're alive. Here's a giant L, right? <laughs> Sorry, bud. Look at us. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Not me. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, sp- <laughs> follow the wrestling podcast, chat will be on there. Uh, follow the rabbit rundown. Uh, that's the basketball podcast. Those guys do a good job of covering that. Um, I don't know if you'll see us until before next year. Uh, I might be doing some off-season stuff with like Dallas and Matt, or possibly you if you're interested. All right. Well, yeah, maybe we'll have some former player features going on. It sounds mm-hmm. like there's a lot mm-hmm. of interest. Yep. So, and not like not recent former players, but no, um, like way back, cool, like crazy history stuff. Um, but beyond that, thank you to everyone who has listened to us all year thank you to all you came up to us and talked to us while we were down frisco Mm -hmm. um thank you for thanking us because i'll be goddamned why you're thanking us for (laughs) buying some mics and talking in front of a computer screen but god bless you we appreciate you for it um if you're new give us give us a like give us a share give us a subscribe just helps us grow what we're doing if you like what we're doing tell a friend tell a friend you know, yeah. You know, spread the news a little bit. We've got the swag store, and we don't really necessarily do that for money. We do it so people see the JI logo and ask what the hell's that about. Um, so we really appreciate all you guys, no matter how you're listening. If you're with us live, submitted questions. We love the questions. Thank you all. Um, thank you to FCS Fan Nation or FCS Nation Network for having us on there. That's uh, been a big boost for what we do. Fans Nation and- Network. Just Fans Nation Network. God, I'll go. I'll get it You'll someday. Get it. You'll get it. It's new. And it's today it's, new. It's, it's it's yeah. 
Thank you to the rest of our sponsors, Dakota Iron and Shenanigans. Didn't mention in this pod, but uh, thank you to them for sponsoring us all year. We really appreciate it. Thank and you to my Culver's. wife. Thank you to my wife for putting up with me doing this. I, really I should thank my it. wife for that. Yes. I think you should. <laughs> Even though she won't hear it, I, I will thank her. Thanks, yes. honey. And for all the uh, for great old fashions. Putting up with the tomfoolery and the, we got to do this. We're doing this at eight. So sorry about whatever you had planned, but I'm doing this. Um, putting up with all that stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, love you. Now that we're done thanking wives, we can thank Culver's of Brookings for the B Team Butterburger sponsorship. Yes. Appreciate that. We almost got the Butterburger, 50 Butterburger in the championship. Didn't oh, that would have been incredible. That would have been sweet. Uh, but anyway, thanks everybody. As always, Go big, go big, go blue, go, go jacks. jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our other sponsors, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, Go Jack.